What if we wanna show each other our toys? Like this djembe drum, like this djembe drum, like this hacksaw Jim Duggan, or this crusty burger that still works for some reason. What does it do? Do you hear it? Well, hey, hey. Yeah, okay. You hey, hey, him. just Mike Lester. What's up? How's it going, man? No, I'm great, man. Dude, I saw your I saw your coming to the stage. Excellent. And I, and I was all, all right, this guy's great. I don't understand why, <laughs> like, I don't understand why this guy's not a big name. Like I, I was excited. I was like, I, I think I just discovered somebody who isn't discovered yet. I would love that. I would love to get discovered one of these days, but for now I have no complaints. Dude, I have no complaints. The what did you say? Uh, that's an old set too, man. Uh, an interesting thing behind, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain uh, of that show. So our showcase was hosted by George Wallace. Right. You know him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but like, so it was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, um, he met me and he was like, uh, I didn't think you'd be white. And then he just kind of turned away from me. And I was like, okay, that was a great, that was a great interaction. Uh, and then. Um, <laughs> what a thing to say. To <laughs> he was like, he was like, I thought you were going to be black. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then what like. About, <laughs> what about you? And then I'm like, what, is, what about my name? <laughs> Is what are you, George? He, he seemed sleepy. He seemed a little sleepy. You um, just threw something I, different I at him, him, like something more obscure. Be like, yeah, okay, thanks, Jorge. <laughs> it's like George, I love you so much. Where is this coming from? Uh, That's and, a weird thing, but good. I'm sorry. My buddy that works for that company. Uh, got me that spot and we shot that in a break room that got turned into like a like a mini theater whatever you want to call it club sort of thing little club yeah a little yeah. intimate club where a where a where like a tapestry was blocking like a fridge and a sink um and yeah exactly exactly and and i and i just remember it like being like feeling so bad about it like when i did it Mm -hmm. And then I and then I talked to a producer and they're like, none of these ever go good. And I was like, what? This is like, why would sixth, you do them? If this is the sixth season. And he's like, no, <laughs> ever go good. And I'm like, you think you would have figured that out by the like, sixth season? Oh, this is all just a money scam to get to get <laughs> money from the not. network. It's not. It's like there's no way they make any money off of it. There's uh, nothing in this for us, and we just do it because what else? What else yeah. are you? I remember there was this guy on our showcase that flew out from Boston and just had like a so we were doing like six to ten minute sets mm -hmm. and this guy like blank during his set and ran off stage and George is like in the hallway. George Wallace is like, What? Why do I have to go back on? And they're like, the guy left. The guy <laughs> ran off, George. And he's like, Oh, oh. <laughs> And I was like, man, I get, I get it being scary because it was like a three camera setup, but it was it was just like they told us just like do your set through the magic of editing. They're all going to look good. So and then they tell you none of them never go good. <laughs> they're like they, they never go good editing. 
well, we'll make them good. And it's like, I get that. Like you, you do enough of those things. It's like, yeah, it's, you, you just have to act like everything's going great. But I also caught your Acme, Acme theater or what, what was that a club? Yeah. Yeah. That's a club in Minneapolis. Yeah. I, yeah. I caught that also on YouTube and you were the like, theater. I love yeah. the, what was it? The, the steam engine coming to a stop for a this idiot, an idiot steam engine. I I don't remember my act anymore. <laughs> the, the line, the line, yeah. idiot steam yeah, engine. Yeah, the the vaping, my my vaping bit. Yeah, that I yeah that I've gotten backlash for. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like it's such a smart thing when you're like, like oh, who would have thought choice. this? Who would have thought that this this like magical vape? like magical gas yeah. or whatever that you suck in is bad for you to to think covid came around the corner after the vape crisis it's just yeah. like man nature's trying to tell us something so you know weed out all the yeah like the, the bill burr is like 80 percent of you gotta go yeah 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 every every uh every fucking jewel exec is moving to the cayman islands <laughs> like well, we destroyed millennials like, whoop, finally did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, it's like, ooh, didn't see that being a problem till at least 20 years from now when the uh, emphysema really kicked in. Uh, yeah. I was also, I mean, I'm fascinated today to learn that, I mean, it's 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 funny because I probably should have and probably did learn. And I figured that you seemed like somebody who was probably a big, uh, big mark. So I yes, yes, to, dude. to kind Huge. of discuss that a little bit with you and see Huge. like what's the what's the stuff you're into and oh my god i mean i'm i'm um unapologetically like into any product like i'll watch i mean i'll watch AEW dark every week like i've been such a huge fan since <laughs> i'm glad I'll, I'll even watch fucking AEW dark um which is which is i mean it's it's fine <laughs> like it's it to me, it's like that's a good like background wrestling program, you mm-hmm. know, like when you're doing something else, you can just have it on. Like right. that's mainly that's what's sad. It's like now, unless I'm like sitting with my partner and watching something, like I can't really watch anything without doing something else. Like I'm either you, like you have a tag team partner, a life partner. Well, the ultimate I, tag team partner. When I say partner, I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean my life partner. I mean my tag partner. Who's your tag partner? I don't have a tag partner anymore. I'm kidding. <laughs> but you don't. You don't I, work tag team. I used to. I I was in a tag team. I was in a tag team for like a, a good amount of a good chunk of years. I yeah. was in. I was in probably four tag teams. I was in a tag team in CCW back when I was a teenager. Oh shit! You were in CCW. Yes. When oh, I, was, I dude, that's so awesome. When I was a teenager, I was in a tag team called CKNY. Okay. With, with Niles Young. Okay. And then and incredible. Then kind of like more shindy level stuff. I wrestled yeah. <laughs> to the tag yeah. team with uh with uh Rick Feinberg. Okay. Who he host he co-hosts Wrestle Rock with me. It's another uh podcast that I host up uh, uh, co-host. It's a pro wrestling podcast. I would love I would love to do that one too. All right. Well, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Because I to, like getting back to it like so i've been like a huge fan since i mean as long as i can remember like seven or eight i remember going to like a uh, video universe and like i'm 28 so it's like i really got into it during like 
basically the early 2000s but like the only vhs's i was renting were like in your house like in your house uh beware of dog and uh i remember like the first match that really blew my mind was like in your house mankind versus Shawn michaels and then i was like automatically with, with all the gold dust debris all over the <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I remember just and it wasn't the hell in a cell with mankind. It was the uh, it was that bump he took in that match where he took like a header through the announced. Oh yeah, the table just like stayed <laughs> yeah. standing up, and he just kind of was like halfway, like the, he, half of him was yeah. inside of it, like head yeah, down. he like disappeared into it. And I was like, this is the best shit ever. And then like yeah, so like Mick Foley was the guy I really gravitated to first, and then just like going through video universe, like watching WrestleMania three. I think the first WrestleMania I ever watched, though, like on VHS was 14. And mm-hmm. even thinking like at the time, like Austin Michaels was a great match. And then, yeah. Yeah. That was a, this is a, a, a the Castlemania t-shirt was based at, oh, after the logo from WrestleMania 14. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, that, I mean, wasn't that like, wasn't that like the, was that the dumpster match where it's like Cactus Jack and <laughs> the new age outlaws? Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I think that was on that show. Yeah, and they pushed the dumpster <laughs> off the stage. I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life." And you then, know, like the, the era of new age outlaws, where they were like tribal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's so corny. Yeah, and, and and wasn't that like um. Was that like gear they had left over from something or were they like specifically trying to pull that look off? I think that they were just like Gressman and Strauss for anything. I don't think that they were like were specifically using it for anything else before that. Yeah, because to me, that seemed like a little gimmick infringement with like Cactus Jack's kind of get up, you know, with like the cheetah boots and then kind of his weird printed tights. Yeah, but so, it wasn't as cool as Cactus Jack. It was not. It would. Ne- it will never be as cool. Road Dog will never be as cool it, as Mick Foley. <laughs> I just. I had. A, I had a. Um, a story. I. I did a show in. In Philly, like a couple years ago. Yeah. Where Billy Gunn was on the show, and it was around Christmas time, and I was standing yeah. with one of my really good friends. He was my roommate at the time, uh-huh. and, uh, and and Billy Gunn grabbed the microphone and he was like, "Hey." Uh, if you ain't down with Christmas, I got two words for you. Suck it. And he was like, I never celebrated Christmas in my life. I'm a Jew. Billy Gunn hates me. I just love that he can do that on any indie show about anything. <laughs> like he's in like Hormel, Iowa, and he's like, if you're not down with fucking Hormel Chili, we got two <laughs> words for you. And they're like, lake pollution. <laughs> he can do it anywhere. You can do it at like a, a movie premiere. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's probably why he left WWE, right? Because they're like, this is not good for promo class at the performance center, Billy. Well, I think I not think everyone he can was do a this. coach down there. Yeah. And I think that they they I don't I don't know the exact details and uh forgive me for getting it wrong, but I think he had I think he had like way over the amount of testosterone levels that humans should have in okay. his, in his blood. He's huge. Yeah, he so like they they you know he he didn't test well as far like he didn't uh, pass, I got gotcha. you he didn't pass a test for uh 
wellness policy. Ooh, okay. So mm. that's why he got the yeah. Beat it. Two words for you. Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't test well. <laughs> Dude, that's wow. I didn't know that. I love that. I love a good inside scoop. Well, I can scoop it real hard all the time. Yeah. Scoop. But yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy with like the climate we're in with wrestling too. Cause there was a time, man, where it was like, I was still like unapologetically a fan in my teen years, but like, didn't you go through that phase where oh, you kind of yeah. like kept it on the down low? Well, no, I mean, not really. I couldn't keep it on the down low as much. I mean, I had to. Well, cause you started wrestling. Yeah. I was wrestling. I was wrestling when I was 14 years old. So, I mean, wow. Oh, people knew, not everybody knew, but people, yeah. kinda, people kind of knew that I was training to be a wrestler, like while I was in high school and stuff. And like, it was funny because like I was the only like I was the only long haired kid in my school. Yeah. Like, the other long haired kids like they weren't anywhere near me. I didn't see them like. No, it's just and I was kind of the weirdo. I was kind of the yeah. like, outcast in a way. And it was like and it was like some kids like who knew it and knew it was cool would like be like, ah, cool. Let's talk about wrestling. But that was very rare. It was very, very rare. Yeah, it's so weird because I because I went through the same thing and I wasn't even wrestling, but it's like I mean, uh, I remember like Eddie Guerrero passing away mm -hmm. and being in sixth grade and like being so bummed out about it. And I mean, it happened in my city. It happened in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. Um. So it like it like especially hit close to home, and I was just like such a huge fan of his, and like no one understood, and kind of like just like people were like half joking about it mm -hmm. about like just like oh how he must have he must have OD'd or something and it's like it was just like so shitty i'm like i was like it's still a person you was know that in 2006 yeah yeah i, th I think it, uh, all I, this is what i remember like sequence wise of that mm -hmm. happening was like watching him in Kennedy at the time, have that match. That was like his last televised match and being so stoked. I'm like, I was like, cause Mr. Kennedy was like my guy, mm. like when, like when he first came on to like SmackDown and stuff. Mm. Uh, and I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be such a great feud. And then the next week, just like everything, you know, did you, did you yeah. watch the David Arquette documentary? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it, dude. Mr. Kennedy in that. Yeah. That shit ruled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. What a what yeah, especially the um the uh the scenes of him on ketamine. Remember that? Did well, you watch oh, it? David Arquette on ketamine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like Mr. Mr. Ketamine. Ketamine. He wouldn't be able to say it that intensely on ketamine. He'd be like, ketamine. From, ketamine from Green Bay, Wisconsin. My feet are falling through the earth. My feet are falling through the earth, if that makes sense. <laughs> I popped for steroids or I would have been McMahon's son. He's just screaming that in the hospital bed. He's like, didn't test well. <laughs> it was hornswoggle. It should have been me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Mr. Kennedy on ketamine. You got to do that as a character. <laughs> Mr. Ketamine. Mr. Ketamine. <laughs> my, my dad, um, 
my dad is a uh he's he's retired he was a veteran though so he goes to the va a lot and he's actually gotten ketamine treatments mm. so i've gotten like a secondhand look at that and i and i know when he's on ketamine because he'll call me and be like you know what, mike i figured it out love is love and there's a devil in all of us and i'm like this normal people don't say this you know what i mean like like do you some... have any experience with psychedelics yourself yeah so i um as a youth, I did a. I've done like mushrooms two or three times, and then uh. And did and then, you say that there's there's a little bit of devil in all of us? Did you call people and say the same stuff? <laughs> no, I was like, I want to be outside. <laughs> I want to be outside and watch like trees glisten. <laughs> I wasn't doing any hardcore introspection. I'm not like a shell shock veteran like my dad. You know? <laughs> I was I was 16, so I didn't have enough life experience to really get to the point where I was like, "There's a devil in me." Well, you you uh, you talked a bit in in your one set about uh, smoking weed. Do you still do you still do that? You know, it's it's uh it's interesting. I'm actually coming up on a month of just like off everything, and it wasn't like a sober January thing. It was just like getting to a point in this quarantine where I needed to take a break. I just felt like. I was doing too much and I needed to do a reset, but I'm a huge, huge proponent. Like it's definitely something I'm probably going to go back to. <laughs> CBD was weed for cowards. <laughs> weed. For cowards I still weed. believe that. I still believe that. Every, I, I mean, I, I think the, like your, your material is so, so smart and sharp. And I even like the, I don't give up like, Oh, mm. Like, oh, this tape to put the festivals? Ah, fuck the festivals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, doing a festival. That's what's keeping me from popping off. <laughs> Going two grand in the red to bomb in fucking Dallas. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's the, the ridiculous amount of pay to play that is that is with anything. Like with wrestling, we have yeah. with like with uh it's wrestling and comedy are exactly the same in that exactly. way. Like, yeah. When I, when it's like, Oh, well I can, I can, I can mark out for myself and be like, Whoa, cool. I'm the champion. I'm in the main event. Yeah. Like, I got to spend an entire Saturday here and make less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. Well, what, 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 what risk versus reward makes this justifiable? Yeah. I just don't see festivals as, I just I, I've never seen them as very viable. Like I think I think it's great to network at them, mm -hmm. but it's like you can still network with the same comics and mm -hmm. not have to. Especially at that time, I was just broke, so it's like I couldn't do festivals. So right. the festivals well, you go to network, and hopefully someone sees a set. But I feel like I've gotten along just fine without them. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But I, I definitely respect anyone that, you know, the pay to play thing, you know, is so true. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you were talking about like the three camera set in the in the like fake club. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, uh, that, I, it's, I'm, I'm getting like I'm getting like anxious thinking about like I've never yeah. filmed, I've never filmed anything like my sets or any like of old, yeah. anything. It's like I don't want anyone to see anything I do because I'm not good yet. Like I'm I. I, sure. Of course, I know I'm good, but I want to be better than just good. I want to be yeah. great before you I want to be ready. Right. Exactly. You don't even have to be great. You just have to be ready. I think. Um. So I was taping a thing for uh, Epics a few years ago. Um. 
that uh, my set didn't make air. But <laughs> um, uh, my buddy uh, Shane Moss, who's a great comic, mm-hmm. um, he's done an he's done a ton of amazing stuff. He's got like a special on Netflix. He's got a great what? podcast called Here We Are, where he just interviews scientists. But he was like, I've heard him on Duncan Trussell. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, so Pete great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, and I I love those podcasts too. Um, his story about breaking his legs. Yeah, yeah, breaking his fucking feet, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he's great. Uh, I've actually opened for him a few times on the road because, oh, cool. again, out of that epics taping, we just s- struck up a good conversation mm-hmm. and formed a good friendship, and we'll still text. But uh, a great piece of advice he gave me was, um, all those pay to play things and all those open mics and all those one nighters. He's like, that's the time to stress out. But this is just like fuck it you know like you did all of those to do this well you know you have to put Mm -hmm. the reps in it's like shining your shoes versus showing them off now right so he was like he's like there's nothing to worry about because this is just it can again it comes down to the edit you know all the shit's going to be edited anyway so Mm -hmm. it's okay to screw up just don't run off the stage halfway through your set (laughs) and and leave george wallace (laughs) flummoxed scrambling to do fucking airplane material <laughs> how did he how did he get the people back did the people oh, he like, didn't <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pretty transparent he really didn't and i was the next comic too oh, so man. i was like man it's a good thing i really don't care <laughs> Have you been doing virtual shows or anything? Man, I just... No, like, I did a few towards the beginning, but I'm just set with, like, working on other stuff till stand-up comes back. Um, I, I like... I, I did a few, like, headline spots in the fall before we got shut down again mm-hmm. in Minnesota. But now it's just, like, with kind of... Like we just detected the new like Brazil strain here and it's mm-hmm. winter. So I just, I would rather just play it safe mm-hmm. because now it's like, even if you get booked, like you, you can only go somewhere where the capacity is at like 25%. And if you're not a name, it's just like, you're, <laughs> you're doing a super spreader event for like a hundred dollars. <laughs> not super shredder, not Kevin Nash. No, I wish. I would do a set just for him. Just he's the only person in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just while he fucking spews off about Republicans. Uh, I don't know much about I it's funny because I I met him once very, very mm-hmm. peripherally. Like um <clears throat> I did a show in Nashville like last two maybe two years ago. And yeah. he was there and he was at a table far away with Scott Hall like signing autographs and I was like oh there he is all right hi but for the most part I don't like I don't like to talk to names because they're so mostly super far up their own asses yeah Uh, and it's like I I've got and 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 I kind of get this from wrestling too like I've got a kind of I get this I apply it kind of to comedy too when I'm like all right I gotta make sure I treat you right yeah it doesn't matter how you treat me even though we're both in the same building we're yeah. both doing the same thing in the same building 
why do I have to treat you different than you treat me when like, I, I, I just think that it's all, you know, you meet the same people coming up as going down that, yep. that whole thing. So it's exactly. only like, as long as like, and this is, this is a funny thing. I was, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of this the other day because I just found out that uh screech Dustin diamond had passed away. Whoa. I, Scr Dustin diamond passed away. Yeah. Yeah. In January this, this month. I did not know Dude, that shit didn't even trend. Really? No, no, not at all. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, you know how, how fleeting relevancy is. Uh, Dude, you want to know something crazy? Hmm. Um, I opened for Screech. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to get into some Screech stories too. So tell me your Screech story and then I'll tell you mine. I mean, luckily he did like, he did like one show at this old club called the joke joint. Uh, and I, uh, I, I had to pick him up mm. and I picked him up outside the comedy condo and he comes out and he's like, he's like sniffing, you know, he's like, he's like sniffing still. And he's like, sorry, I had to pick out a shirt. Like he was like 20 minutes late to like coming out to my car and he's wearing like a fucking, he's wearing like a pullover fleece thing. And I'm like, okay, you had to pick out a shirt. And he's like, I'm and doing that's what you arrived on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like wearing the most basic fleece pullover, like sweaty. Um, and he did not speak to me the whole, the whole car right after that. <laughs> I just drove and we're in silence. I'm like, who is this guy? Cause it's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about screech. Um, so we get, we, uh, we get to the joke joint and he did like a, a special event. And, um, I was with my buddy, Greg, Greg was, uh, Greg was hosting. I was featuring and he was doing a special event. He sold like, I think it was like 11 tickets. Uh, he basically like ripped into people like during his headline set. I left. That's one of the nice things about being a feature is you can just, you can bounce eventually. Well, you were his ride. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck Screech, dude. <laughs> like, I feel bad that he passed away. Because <laughs> I feel like the, the Screech Demise and Rise doc, I feel like could have been great. But now we won't, we won't get to see that. The David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. Screech into that. Yeah, Screech should have become a boxer or something. No, because he was in wrestling. Remember, he did the Hulk Hogan. He did the Hulk Hogan Legends of Wrestling, whatever like that that Hulk Hogan Wrestling Federation show. Oh like yeah, yeah, where it was like with Dennis I, Rodman and Butterbean. Yeah, wasn't it like Mister Perfect versus Hogan in that too? Uh, I don't remember who. I don't remember what like the, the 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 marquee of it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I leave the show, and my my buddy Craig sends me a video of Screech on stage with the mic between his legs, like pantomiming it's a penis, and like doing this, and he's like, "Are you upset? You left." <laughs> It's like, yeah, kind of. I, want, I should have got a second shot of that, but the mic is a penis is the hackiest thing that Dude, like between his legs stuck. Well, and I'm like, what God, I want to see what fucking bit this was now. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's my that's my screech story. Okay. Probably one of the one of the uh less crazy screech stories. <laughs> What's your screech story? So um 
you know, after he did the, the wrestling thing, yeah, pretty, pretty soon after that, um, he did like the I think he did maybe that was after the celebrity boxing and after the celebrity rehab and all, yeah. all those shows. Uh, there's a celebrity wrestling, it was, um, the guy who promotes celebrity wrestling, celebrity pro wrestling, I don't know what it's called, yeah, but, uh, celebrity boxing was yeah. also what it's called, and uh, they had him come in. And there was like a thing that was like at a press conference on like a Thursday. And I went to that because they wanted me to like promote the fight that I was supposed to have on Saturday. Yeah. So I went there and everybody was like, everybody was like coming up to him and trying to take pictures with them. And like, yeah. everybody was like, Hey, bleh, and like, like trying to like get in selfies with them and stuff. And I was just like, Fuck, I don't care. What? Like, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And, and then, then the show came on Saturday and um and everybody again was doing that and i was like here's the thing i know that here everybody's making a big deal about him but like in real life he ain't over and i know like he's not over i i get it like yeah. I you, no nobody in real life likes him and that probably really sucks and is really sad and i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna like enable the the delusions that he has yeah. of being over and yeah so like I, I was in the ring, like doing some spots, like before the show ever started, just trying to like practice stuff. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I just like started sitting on the side of the ring and I was just like, I was like texting or something. And he, and he came over and, and sat next to me and, and started talking to me. And I was like, Oh, he's talking to me. Cause yeah. I wasn't selling him. I wasn't yeah. selling him. So now he's coming over to talk to me. And he was like, he's like, so, uh, how long you been doing this? And like, you know, we went through the whole, rigmarole yeah. all that shit mm -hmm. and uh i started talking to him we started talking about comedy and at the time i i know i was just open doing open mics and stuff and we started talking about that and i was like you know because he was talking to me about how uh, annoying it was that people would come up to him and, and ask him like when he's going to be back on tv like people think it's just that easy just to be like oh it's your decision that you're not on tv like people come up to me and they're like when are you gonna go pro and i'm like oh when i feel like it <laughs> Right now, I currently don't feel like it. So, <laughs> you know, once I feel like it, once I get a little itch to get up there, sure, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> what it? What is like? What is going pro? Right. To, it's you know, it's pro wrestling. It's yeah. Just by you're, the nature of pro being a wrestler, yeah. Who's a pro wrestler? You're a pro, right? You wrestled in CZW. To me, you're you're a pro. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, yeah. that was that was the that was like the best era of CCW back. I mean, 2002, 2003, 2004 in that era, like yeah. the early 2000s, CCW, like it stopped counting after 2006 or something. Yeah. Like, but anyway, Screech. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Screech. Yeah. So, so uh, we talked a little bit here and there. And then I was like, okay, see you later. And I, we, I went and had my match. He did whatever his schmaz was. And then like they did like a they were like, oh, there's like a there's like an after party. There's like an after party. Oh no. At this bar. Everybody's gotta go to this bar. So I went and he was like, <laughs> he came up to me and he was like, Hey man, you wanna smoke hookah with me? So like people were smoking hookah at this bar. And I was like, I don't know what that is, and I've never done it, but sure. And this is I'm gonna say that the year was probably 2010. Oh, dude, peak hookah. Peak hookah. 
puka <laughs> bars everywhere. I remember. Oh my god! So, that's, how, that's how you just fell out of my social circle. Was when you're like, I got this new hookah flavor, and it's just like we're done. It's the same. It's the same thing as the, the it's CBD. Uh, CBD, yeah. It's just shittier CBD. Like my my buddy has a hookah rig. He lives in L.A. and he like. He's just like, yeah, I just can't catch my wind on this hike. And I'm like, you're fucking huffing goddamn flavored charcoal all day. <laughs> like, like you already have asthma. Like you're huffing flavored charcoal and then trying to hike in the most polluted area of the country. <laughs> I can't catch my wind because of this, because of this pollution. I'm like, no, dumb fuck. You're 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 fucking smoking bath salts out of a goddamn <laughs> lamp. That's what that shit looks like. It looks like a big. I'll get, I'll get back to the screech thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have a bit that I think in your voice would be fucking really good. Like oh, I'll take it. I'll take anything. No, I mean, I, I'm still using it, but absolutely. No, you come on, it. Corey. Uh, you can act. We'll race to see who gets to record it first. Okay, who gets you it on, it on? Who gets it on coming to the stage season sixteen? We're like, none of them come out good. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the one of the fucking whose line is it anyways, guys? Fucking so, host it. So the the bit is I talk about um, Warren G and Nate Dog had a song called Regulators in the nineties. Yeah. And in the song, he says, uh, he tells like a story. And in the one part, he's like, well, I hooked the left on two one and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. Yep. Basically, he gets out of the ro- he gets out of the car and they pull a gun on him and, yeah. and, and they're robbing him. And then later on in the song, he says, they took my rings. They took my Rolex. I looked at the brother said, damn, what's next? I'm like, wait, so you're mean to tell me you <laughs> went to an illegal dice game. With people you didn't know, and you were yeah. wearing rings and a Rolex, and they're the assholes? <laughs> it's like, did you not go through dare, Nate Dog? <laughs> hey, Warren G, you are not <laughs> you're not very good at this. I hope that G doesn't stand for gangster, because absolutely you need to go back to gangster school, because that's yeah. not how you do it. No, you don't you don't you don't go to sketchy places and nice stuff. You got to wear like Massimo, Massimo and slippers, and then you'll be left alone. Just wear some flaps. Just, Just wear some Target stuff. <laughs> wear some sweats. You know, <laughs> like, these. Let's hear the. Let's hear the rap. Let's hear the rap from those guys' perspective. Take a. We were playing. We were playing the illegal dice game, and these. And this fucking guy walks out. It's an illegal dice game. This guy yeah. walks out. and He goes, "What's up?" And he's got rings and a Rolex. We're not gonna rob him. He probably he probably left out the part where he like started it. He's like, you know who I am, just smacked him and he left it out. He's like, you know, you you know you know Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's my friend. Yeah, Snoop Dogg blocked me. <laughs> Snoop Dogg blocked me on Twitter. What the fuck do you know? He left that part out, didn't he? I don't know when the song came out. Snoop Dogg <laughs> Snoop Dogg blocked my phone number. <laughs> Anyway, so at the bar, at the after party, <laughs> at the bar at this after party, yeah, I'm hanging, I'm hanging there, You're smoking Aladdin's <laughs> fucking lamp with Screech. <laughs> Me and Screech are smoking this hookah. 
And he goes, heard your girlfriend just broke up with you. And I was like, yeah, it's not really something. Wow. With you. He was like, he was like, how long you were together? And I was like, three years. He's like, why don't you break up? I'm like, a couple of days ago. He's like, he's like, I'm going to get you late tonight, bro. Oh man. Yep. That's how you fix it. And I was like, Screech is declared. Screech is a monster. Screech is like that caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland if he had Asperger's. <laughs> That's what I picture. He's just like splaying out smoking hookah. And he's like, you know the fucking fix to everything, Corey? The fix to heartbreak is Cheshburger's cat. He's like he's like that caterpillar if you're like a closeted racist. So so then you have to the header for this episode has to be R.I.P. Screech. So we can so the executors of Screech's estate can come after us. Hey, you were saying a lot of stuff about Dustin Diamond. We don't really appreciate that. Well, meet us in the ring, bitch. <laughs> you know, before, before I get back to the story, I didn't think you were going to get me late. Let's also, let's also remember the story that maybe like a year ago. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than a year ago. Screech killed a guy. Yeah. On Christmas, like the day <laughs> after Christmas. He was like, he was like, I was showing the story to my friend, and I was like, yeah, he, he killed a guy at a Christmas party. Somebody called his fiance fat. <laughs> and I was like, and then they were like, well, was his fiance fat? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, then he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the world really missed out on like a Screech Jim Cornette crossover <laughs> podcast. <laughs> just the just them gloating about being cuckolds. <laughs> Anyway, so so then Screech says, I'm going to get you late tonight, bro. Yeah. So then there's like these groups of girls at, at the mm -hmm. bar. Mm -hmm. And he says, mm -hmm. he goes, hey, um, this is my friend Corey. He's a really funny comedian. He's a very good wrestler. And uh, he's got a huge dick. Yep. See you later. And he walks away. Oh, <laughs> no. These girls are like, so do you just like it's your job that you just like hang out with Screech all the time? <laughs> I was like, I just met him on Thursday. I don't know. And they were like, so were you gonna like buy a strength or whatever? Oh my god. What year was this? 2010. Oh god, just peak hookah. Just peak hookah where where Screech could fucking run amok. <laughs> <laughs> Screech thinks that life is a porno. He's like he really oh, chasing oh, skirts out there. This is my friend Corey. He's an independent contractor in two fields. He's dumb <laughs> enough to hang out with me, and I've seen his penis. So, so then <laughs> I, I was basically. I'm not buying anybody any drinks. <laughs> no shit. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry to break it to you, but I'm actually homeless right now. My girlfriend broke me three days. <laughs> You're gonna buy me drinks. 
I am actually homeless. This greatest follow-up to a screech setup. And screech is just in the back, like, oh, it's this bitch. <laughs> He's, he's got like the hookah hose up his ass, like he's clenching. He's just like out of his mind. <laughs> so, uh, so that was my screech story. <laughs> I'm actually homeless, and screech is like, I knew we were friends for a reason. Me too. <laughs> you want to split a cab? Yeah. We'll sleep it for the night. Let's just fucking run. Oh man. Oh, that's so funny. My face hurts. That's very good. All right. All right. Screech. Where were they heading before I started talking about Screech? I was heading somewhere. I have no idea. I it doesn't matter just off of the Screech payoff. It really doesn't. So we're (laughs) sorry, God. No, no, I, I I got nothing. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, it is called "I Love You, Mana." Uh, we talk uh, we talk about the children's card game Magic: The Gathering. While I uh, interject with uh, kind of what I do throughout, I host it with my buddies uh, Zach and Tor. Um, but it's just incredible. It's uh, we have like a hundred plus episodes out now. Um, they're all available on iTunes. There's, I mean, go back in the archives. Uh, it's just a good, there's a lot of character work. Is Uh, it like, is it required to know things about Magic the Gathering? No, literally Steven Seagal works at a B-dubs Express in our podcast universe. And and he'll drop in from time to time. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know B-dubs had an Express. Yeah, it's a B-dubs Express. Yeah. (laughs) It's the greatest advent of the 21st century. You know, Buffalo Wild Wings is already so expensive. It's too expensive. I mean, it's all right. This episode brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, uh, dude, I fucking wish. Get on board, beat ups. I'd love to do a beat ups ad campaign. Oh, man. We do, just do stuff where we're like watching those big screens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching watching pro wrestling on those big screens because not they a, do that. They, not they a, do not that. A big sports fan. Yeah, they do Dynamite Night for sure. Which is fitting cuz if you go like above medium heat level, you're going to have some you're going to have some dynamite coming out, you know what I mean, Corey? Yeah, you go cuz because of it being uh diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> you never feel good when you eat B-dubs. Like like no part of it is like rewarding besides like the first bite of the first wing. <laughs> I'm going to isolate this and have it be just an ad. And then it's just like a st- a very quick decline of the enjoyment. You're like, holy fuck, my body is chocked full of salt right now. I already, I'm already like on the cusp of sharding my pants, and I'm like wing three in of like eight Asian zinc should not have that effect at like the medium level. With garlic aioli. More like garlic a holy. Yeah, yeah. Garlic parm is is rough. That's even saltier. <clears throat> That's that shit looks like crack rocks when it comes out. It's got so much salt on it. 
Do you also have guests on your on your show? Yeah, we've had um we've had people on here and there. We had like a, a Magic the Gathering uh, rookie of the year on, but not really. It's just generally the three of us uh, yelling at each other. Uh, but but I I love it. It's hard to explain. You just have you just have to go listen to it. It's worth the time. We have a great Discord community that we're always super active on. I love you, man, on Discord. But but yeah, it's just uh three buds hanging out, um, unmedicated. You know, we all should be. We all, we're all diagnosed with something, but we're all fucking just letting it ride. You know, every recording we're rolling the dice. So there's never like a yeah. You know, it's it's weird because like. <clears throat> I, you know, I'm a guest on a lot of people's podcasts and a lot, a lot of times when I'm on people's podcasts, they're like, Hey, I have this and this and this and this and this and this and this that I want to talk about. And this is the format in which we do it. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want want that. No, we don't. We'll have a loose topic that maybe we'll stick to for 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, like Tor is drunk and talking about Mark Anthony, like Cleopatra's boy toy for 30 minutes. And and Zach's like questioning his life decisions and like applying for grad school while he's <laughs> recording or some shit. We'd have you on though. We'd love to have you on. I would, I would love to, man. I, I mean, we'll get you on there. I, here's the thing I have to say, I am a nerd in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not good at anything. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. So I've never been good. Uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not good at reading. I can't see very well. Like I, my, my, my... <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I love how you're a nerd at seeing. <laughs> right, right. So when I was a kid, like, um, my attention span also very bad. So I didn't read comic books or anything, but I would like watch the cartoons of yeah. comic book characters, and I couldn't play. I can't learn to play video games because like, yeah. I, I hate failing. I don't want to just keep failing a sure. hundred times. Sure. And like, like, well, you just got to stick with it. Like, well, I got to just stick with something productive. I want to do something that means something. Yeah. And, and and it's like, it feels like, you know, when you play duck hunt, when you miss the ducks and the the dog comes up and laughs at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I feel like I don't need that shame. I don't need that dog's shame on me. That'd be a better game if you could like shoot that dog. Oh, we've, I've shot the dog every time. (laughs) Had that discussion with everybody. You just shoot it. It doesn't. It doesn't blast or anything. But as long as you pretend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I love that. <laughs> I can't see. My my eyesight's very bad. I'm I'm a little I'm a little um dyslexic. Okay. So um not really, not really a big fan of like reading stuff. But I mean like. I mean, I as a kid, now I, I get it. Now I can do it. Now I have the comprehension, but yeah. my attention span for comprehending a story written out in front of me. Yeah. Even if there was pictures and and fun stuff, I just want to like flip through the pages and look at all the pictures and not read all the stuff. Yeah, we'll do an outline, but we'll never like go. I hate podcasts that are like segment segment scripted stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, I. I do a thing on this show, and uh, I I have a couple things I'll, I'll hit. I'll make sure I hit a couple things, and then I'll usually start like heading towards the go home. Sure. So, um, sure. 
just a few things and then I'll then I'll send you off right into the sunset the uh, uh, hot dog and a handshake as they say yep and uh, one of those things being um, what's really important to me is this stuff this stuff is is all outliving us like this audio this timestamp this record right here uh, I like to have the opportunity to say on the record that I'm I'm happy to be a resource for you in any way. And I'm glad that we've become friends. I've had fun here hanging with you today. Yes. I'm, I'm glad I, I uh, discovered your comedy and it inspires me and I uh, appreciate you. And if you ever need a friend, I'm always here for you. I'll be here. You need, you need a friend in Philly, a, a pro wrestling friend. Oh, I don't, hell know, yeah. I don't know how many of those you got, but you got one now. I really appreciate it. I feel like you're about to tell me you have cancer or something. <laughs> nope. Nope. Sagittarius. Just gratitude. gratitude. I'm, I'm terminal with gratitude, Mike. Terminal. Terminal A. <laughs> well, same here, man. Anyway, any way I can help you. Yeah, man. Um. <clears throat> So I, I love to give the opportunity, uh, considering it's on the record, and this is just this is the first like conversation we've had. Yes, everything ever. has been just like DMs back and forth. Yep. So this is like the first conversation we're having, and it's it's delightful. I enjoy it. So I want to give you the opportunity to maybe like ask me any questions you've got for me. Oh man, uh, or, or like anything you want to say while whilst on the record. I mean, do a lot of people ask you? Because uh, I'd love to lean back into the uh, the wrestling thing a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, what what is like what is like the craziest person you've ever shared a locker room with? That's like a known name. <laughs> Like, have you shared a locker room with New Jack? Yes. I have some New Jack you, stories. You... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just love how New Jack is my favorite because he'll just admit it. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, mass transit. I was going to slit his throat. And they're like, whoa, New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went to, I was at a show in Philly. I mean, I'm from Philly. So of course I know. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. I was at a show. It was uh, the, it was at like the, um, this rec center and the company was like really like they didn't draw very well. Mm -hmm. So like before the show would start, just get in the ring and like every, any show, every show, you just get in the ring and kind of roll around and you try moves with somebody. Um, but there were there was like you know family and friends sitting in the sitting mm -hmm. in the in the crowd like which you know was normal for shows when people people like wives and families and members and stuff of and rides people who gave wrestlers rides are at the show. Um, I was in the I was in the ring wrestling around with a friend, and uh, Jack comes in. He goes, "Motherfucker, there's marks in this building." <laughs> Motherfucker, there's Mox in the building. Get the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> and I was like, I, he's like, they they let they letting people in. Get the fuck out of the ring. Like he's <laughs> like they open doors. 
The, apparently yeah. they had open doors and were letting people in and still the people looked the same as when it was just <laughs> the family and the friends because the place didn't draw. <laughs> there are marks in the building. I was just expecting him to like pull out a gun and start shooting into the room. So so I, I mean I told the story on this podcast before. So then then he's like then he does this like locker room meeting and we all have to listen to him. Yeah. And he's like basically the, the moral of the story in the meeting was all of you ain't shit. It, he was like, You ain't never been on TV, you ain't shit. You ain't ever been in a video game. You ain't shit. You ain't ever like you. Whatever you wrestle for the WWF. You ain't shit. You ain't done this. You ain't shit. And he like ECW, WCW. You ain't You ain't shit. Sure. And if you got anything to ask me, ask me. And if I feel like answering you, I'll answer you. Like it was basically like, oh, I somebody told me that I had to say something to everybody, so I've decided to say all these things. <laughs> I decided to tell you all your fucking failures. <laughs> so, I, 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 I put my gear on. Uh, yeah. And I was told that I was in a, I was told in my gear, New Jack came up to me and he goes, motherfucker, you look like a used condom. <laughs> he told me I look like a used condom. I don't know what that even how that would apply to how I look right now. It means he but, likes you. So I was like, I hope he, in my head, I was like, he's, he's mad at me for seeing me in the ring earlier when there was motherfucking marks in the building. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but probably he didn't know that I was the same person who was in the ring as he was saying that stuff to me in the back. Yeah. Then, then they tell me you're in a gauntlet match. With New Jack. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, well, so basically what's going to happen is like, you're going to go out there with this, with this fat guy and you're going to like, and you, you guys are going to do a bunch of spots and you're going to be fast and he's going to get all blown up from like having to keep up with you. Sure. And, and, uh, and then he's going to hit you with a move and pin you and you get out of there. And then New Jack's gonna come in, and he's gonna like, carve this dude up. You're after you get him all winded and blown up, yeah. And like sucking air, he's like gonna be short of breath, and he's gonna be close to death. Then New Jack's gonna come out, and he's gonna fucking kill him. That's, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, that sounds like, good to me." <laughs> I was like, uh, am I participating in the murder of somebody right now? <laughs> like, am I playing? Am I playing a part in a crime? It really feels like I'm being involved in a crime. If I'm not playing the role of the guy that gets carved up. Right. So good. Anyway, I was still like, he's mad at me for this, and then he's mad at me for the other, and then he then he insulted me. He's clearly, I better if once I get pinned, I better leave. Like, or yeah. I'm gonna get some too. You're gonna get he's gonna poke some holes in that prophylactic. <laughs> so I was like, I was like. Uh, one, two, three, roll right out, go back right in the back, and I yeah. change my gear. I change my gear, and I'm like, give me another match, give me another match, give me another match. And I inserted myself into a different match, so I w there would be absolutely no way he would know that was me. Yeah. But uh, he Incredible. killed that guy. He killed that guy that night. Mass transit, too. Yeah. <laughs> Mass trans shit. <laughs> but apparently the guy bled a lot, and... Uh, I bet with New I Jack. Know. I bet. I don't. I don't know what happened to him, but I know he doesn't have teeth now. 
Oh, dude, that's brutal. <clears throat> yep. Wow. Does New Jack do like meet and greets or what's his merch table like? Is it just like the is it just like the blade he used? He's like, I'll sell you this blade. I just fucking carved this he's guy like, up. With. He's like, come up here. I'll sign something. I'm not going to talk to you too much. I'm not going to stab you. Uh, no more Mr. Knife Guy. I feel like New Jack's merch table is he just lets you leave unscathed if you give him money. I think that's the same thing with me, like trying to not talk to names. Like I was telling you, I yeah. try, try to avoid them as much as possible because like yeah sometimes they have like a level of cockiness a level of arrogance co- the thing like i think the way i probably look at it maybe people go like being in the business versus making a living in the business are different to to these people you know what i mean like yes. so if if i'm a wrestler who wrestles four times a month and i'm a, and i'm just as good as what you're seeing on tv but I'm not making a living as it at it. I'm not in it. I'm not in the actual business in their mind. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I, if I'm that easily dismissed from them, mm. they, don't, they don't deserve my time either. I mean, I appreciate the, 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 the roads that they paved for me. If they're, you know, in it longer than I've been in or whatever, but most of the time I'm just another forgettable person at an indie show. Yeah. What's unless, they, unless they're screech and they watch my matches. <laughs> What's uh 2021 looking like for you in the in the wrestling space? Like like so far, there just there just isn't a lot going on because of COVID. Uh, WrestleMania, what watching wrestling? I'm <laughs> just gonna be watching it and being you'll, a fan. You'll be watching it, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with comedy. There's just not a lot going on. Yeah, I'm just watching it. I mean, watching that. I mean, now is a, a time when like contracted wrestlers can make like a living more. There's more of an option for it. So it's like seeing the the people who I've crossed paths with kind of like making, getting rich off of the business. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of neat to see. Cause yeah. I, I feel like anybody who's in anything, they, they're not, nobody's like a, uh, like a in competition with me. I don't feel like anyone's like, like, like a, because they're succeeding. It means that I'm not because they are. Yeah. I don't really look at that anyway. I'm like, well, they're fine to be what they are for that. And I'm sure. going to be what I am for this. So like, obviously our voices are going to be different. Our perspectives are going to be different. Our audiences are going to be different. Yeah. We're going we're to play to something different. So like I always say, anytime anybody who I know uh, interests me in some way, I'm like, oh, start your own podcast. It's not like it's going. It's I'm. I would more persuade anybody to like do the things that they want to do, and if those things are the same things I want to do, doesn't mean that's competition to me. No, no, tons of other things I'm doing too. It's, I mean, especially now, like the past few years, it's just like gone on to show that there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. there's room for everyone and the real the only real way you kind of fail in anything is by giving up so you just got to hang in there you just got to hang in there screech you got to hang in there screech to me a good example is like um i remember going to like there was like this carnival 
uh, that would go on like in in uh in the Twin Cities. It was called like Duck Duck Days, and they would have like um, it was called like uh, Midwest Impact Wrestling. And I remember that was like the first time I saw Eric Cannon. You know, like he was wrestling at like this Duck Duck Days carnival, and like look at what he's got on to do is like first wrestling, and like being a PBR the PBR wrestler. You know, what, and he, what does he do now? What's he do now? Yeah, he's still wrestling, dude. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen him since 2013, probably. Like, he's, dude, he's st- he's still pretty much regularly wrestling, and he's built like a decent following on Twitter and Instagram, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's just he's just he's stuck with it. Good, he's stuck with it. When he's I a good met guy. him, good guy, yeah, super nice dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could him. you could tell there was something there. Uh, the same thing with uh. I think it was Darren Corbin was another Midwest guy I saw early on that, uh, yeah, he's, he's still, he's still gutting it out. So, well, well, did you know Mondo? I only knew. So Mike Mondo, right? Sick Nick Mondo. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know. I know Nick Mondo. Sick Nick Mondo. I thought you had Spirit Squad Mike. <laughs> nope. Nope. I know him too. But no, not him. No. Yeah, I know. I know Sick Nick. Yeah, I've seen his stuff. He's a he's a producer for uh, AEW now. Like he yeah. does he does all the promos like for uh, for uh, Moxley and stuff like all the pre taped stuff in the back. Um, but it's funny because I was thinking about him earlier too when you when we were talking about Mister Kennedy, Mister Ketamine, because yeah. he did because <laughs> Mister Kennedy did. Uh, Mondo's movie back in the day. Mondo's first movie yeah. he did, uh, and I watched that. And uh, dude, that's fucking great. That was that was I would say probably 2007 or something like that. Yeah. Mondo's first movie, Fighting the Still Life, was yeah. the name of the name of the film. But it's cool to see like he is really trying to make a mark for himself as like a, an actor and a filmmaker. Yeah. Did you see the the trade on Amazon Prime? No, no. It's, it's his documentary that he made about himself. It's it's really cool. I recommend checking that out. I gotta write that down. The trade. Yeah, but it just yeah. it just goes to show that I mean, in comedy and wrestling, you just gotta stick with it, dude. Stick with it, enjoy it, and you know, be happy for your friends if they because it's so hard to even get like an opportunity. Are you are you a fan of Incubus? The band? Yes. Uh, n- no, I've never really listened to a lot of Incubus. <laughs> okay. Um, so they have a, a song that I like to ap- ap- apply to like the lyrics from it. I like to apply it to like most things. Um, where it's like, it says, uh, I see you in line dragging your feet. You have my sympathy. Uh, the day you were born, you were born free. That is your privilege. And it's, it's basically like if you, find and it basically then says find yourself a back door so it's so like uh, you're standing in line for this long and you're not getting anywhere so go go find the back door go find the back door to whatever it is basically like there's more than one way up the mountain like absolutely so get yourself up the whatever whatever the the mountain is and and i always say to redefine what the next level is for you and what your goals actually are. So you just kind of like somebody, somebody keeps telling, you no. just stop asking. Yeah. 
there, like, there's there's a ton of ways to uh and i don't even know how people gauge success like is it exposure is it is it making money you know like mm -hmm. is it i read this what was the what was the god i i would have to get my phone to read this quote it was like a fucking profound albert einstein quote on my sober app <laughs> but it was like uh i don't know it was like why lead a professional life when you can lead a fulfilled one so like that that resonates with me because the last thing i want to do is like kind of because from a professional sense it's like i've worked at startups like i've kind of run the gambit for like general labor and to me it's like finding happiness in life is just like at this point doing what i want to do and then as far as making an income, just like doing something that you don't like dread getting up for the next day. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. So it's like trying to shed kind of that fucking, you know, economically driven shit is what yeah. I'm trying to do. Have now. you ever heard of uh, Aikige? No. It's like the Japanese belief that like it's it's I'll, I'll send you this. There's like this diagram where it's like it's like. It's kind of like your reason for waking up in the morning. It's like yeah. what you're good at, what you love, what you're, you know, what you care about, what can change the world in a better way. All, yeah. all, all sort of like helps these Japanese people grow old. Like you see a lot of older Japanese people. It's like they, they have that like core Aikige values is like what I can get paid for, what I'm good at. I'll, yeah. It, it's a, it's a really cool way. I had it like as my background on my phone for a while. It's a nice. cool way to think about like, well, like maybe, maybe you start like seeking, maybe start seeking what your Aikige is instead yeah. of, instead of, um, instead of going like, uh, well, I tried everything and yeah. I'm just going to be like everybody else. Cause I tried everything and nothing's working. Well, that, well, I mean that I feel like that's an overused term too. Like everybody else. It's like there, th I don't think that's true. You mm -hmm. know, like, like I, I think like self growth and self development is so important. And then like all the other stuff is just going to, it's just going to come eventually. Like a good example to me is like Chad Daniels is a super successful. Yeah. He's a yeah. super successful comic now, but that's like 20 plus years of, you know, kind of falling into that everyone else thing. Mm -hmm. but, but now it's like, he's the most streamed comic on Pandora. Because he just put in that work and enjoyed the ride and he didn't like get bitter about it. And he didn't, uh, you know, he just, that, that, that's kind of a goal too, is I just don't want to wind up like one of these older people that are just like bitter about their peers finding success or, well, you that, know. <clears throat> that lends right back to what I was saying about like, because somebody else is doing well, that doesn't mean that's going to stop me from also doing well. Yeah like i can do well too it's not that i i think the idea probably comes from the fact that like in whatever vocation it is so let's just use pro wrestling as an example there's only so many jobs in yep. pro wrestling and there's tons of people doing it so if somebody else gets a job then that's one less job out there that i could get sure. but at the same time like i got i i got i'm different than them you know yeah. what I mean? So if I get a job too, it, it's not like, 
they got to choose between me or them. It's like, no. we'll, we'll just be there together or something. You know what I mean? It's just. And generally people that put you in that position too, aren't people you want to associate yourself with anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Like I've, I've worked with people in comedy where it was like, or just like acting, especially like, like, um, cause you know, I really got into that in like 2016 and just like, you know, the, what, what a lot of like these, uh, I call them like career actors because that's really all they do. And mm-hmm. like how much of their self-worth is based on like booking or like casting director notes. And I was, yeah, I was just, I got a peek into that and I was like, I got to fucking stay away from that. Well, it's, it's weird when I jumped from like, not jumped from to one, but when I was doing more acting gigs too, and like going to auditions and things like that. Yeah. Like I'm used to in wrestling, like when you go in and you see other people there, you're just like, hi, what's up? And you just like shake everybody's hand and you introduce yourself to everybody in acting jobs or in, in not in acting jobs as much, but in auditions, nobody wants to look at you. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Nobody wants to, like, they want to like, they avoid. It's kind of like the same way, like the bigger gyms, like LA fitness, Mm-hmm. Uh, people won't look at you in your eyes for some reason. Like uh, some, some gyms you go to like my gym, everybody says what's up to you right away. Cause yeah, it's like a little, little gym, little hole in the wall gym. But if you go to like Ellie fitness, you just like give a little head nod to somebody and they like look away quick. Like they didn't want to look, they didn't want to see them. You didn't, they didn't want to see you seeing them looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Even on set, like even when you like book a part, mm. people can be that way. And it's like, we, we made it, you know, like we're on, we got booked. You can fucking drop it. Like we're here for 13 hours shooting a fucking Best Buy commercial. Like you can relax. Okay. You're a classically mm. handsome man. And I'm clearly the guy that's fixing the fucking dishwasher and doing the whoopsie. Can 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 we shoot can we shoot a Best Buy commercial sketch? Absolutely. I just want to I just want to do some sketches with you, man. I went on a run of like booking because Best Buy shoots a lot of their like in-house industrial training stuff here. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you ever get hired at a Best Buy, chances are you will see me in a video. Because oh, I cool. there was a year I booked like 12 in a row. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so couple more things just two more things and then get out of here so um i want to remind you how i was saying how this stuff's outliving us and how it's on the record absolutely Uh, i like to do the segment that i call audio time travel sure right so let's say your partner or your kids or your loved ones find this recording of mike lester yes 20 years from now. Yeah. And you can explain to them what 2020 and 2021 have been like for you and what this timestamp is on this year. And it's kind of like a message for a way to become a better version of themselves to kind of inspire your loved ones. Oh man. Um, whew. so 20 years from now, uh, whatever long gap. Yeah. In the- yeah. Cause me and my partner were talking about this today about how like the earth will probably be like uninhabitable in like 15. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay, so yeah, That'd never be mind. A never mind. <laughs> so like so like 10 away. No, no, no. I would say um um you know, work on yourself, uh uh work on uh being nice to other people and um and um you know, uh uh don't uh don't act don't act out in a selfish way uh to where it's going to put others in jeopardy um and yeah pro- you'll probably still be wearing masks and like some sort of like hazmat suit so just like keep those in check i would say keep your hazmat suits in check and uh work on yourself and uh try to try to not get hooked on soda because you know, that's a that's a bitch to to kick that you it's know? like it's like it's like drink drink hookah <laughs> drink bong water like i feel like bong water is less addicting than a diet coke drink water water with lemon is very underrated water with lime slaps teach your children to not drink yep yep water is water is bomb Jug life, bro. Jug life. Yeah, I got a. I do glass. I got a weird gla- old orange juice jug that's glass somewhere that I just oh, fill awesome. with fucking water laced with lemon. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, stockpile fresh water and uh and don't be a shithead. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> Stuck by water. Don't be a shithead. I mean, that's basically like, like I mean, fresh water is going to be currency in fucking 20 years. So I don't know what to tell these motherfuckers. If you're unfortunately my offspring, I'm sorry. You're, you're so gravely mentally ill. It's not your fault. Daddy, Daddy started smoking pot when he was fourteen. So your frontal lobe is my fault. And if you wanna, if you wanna desecrate whatever mass grave they throw me in, go for it. I don't give a fuck. So ideally, you'll be a pretty good person ultimately. And Absol- yeah, yeah, yeah. And you listen. If you come out a little, a little tweaky, you know, it's just that's just the way it is. Like, there's plenty to be anxious about. You're not a bad person for for you know struggling with your mental health. Stockpile water, uh, and yeah, please don't. Yeah, when the purge happens, just hide. I wouldn't go out into the masses and and try to get yours because just your genetics if this is my offspring listening your genetic you're just not gonna last you're too lanky you're too lanky you're gonna lose a limb <laughs> so I, I picture there being laser swords lightsabers yes yeah 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 one of those whatever those are called one of those. But yeah stockpile water don't be a shithead yeah that's and those and, are my and, and get get it get an early stock on laser swords yes yes get into that market um <laughs> so the way i normally wrap it up is i'll normally i'll say hypothetically i've gifted you this podcast so this podcast is yours now so evolving with Evolving with Mike Lester, and this has been your first episode, the pilot episode of your podcast. I 
I normally just ask that you would take that, you know, that couple couple moments like Jerry Springer does in the Jerry Springer's final thought, to sort of wrap it up in a nice tiny bow, nice pretty bow, where you're just kind of saying like what the takeaways are and what the life lessons to take away to inspire you to be a better version of yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also right after you do that, then <clears throat> in your best Alf impression, say, Hey, Willie. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say, uh, well, whatever amount of success you gain, uh, that doesn't make you better than anyone else. Uh, be nice to people. Um, if people come to you for advice, uh, give them advice that other uh, artists you've looked up to have given you. And yeah, just be nice. Don't be like Screech and, you know, fucking piss your life away and murder someone on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So many good tags. (laughs) Hey, Willie. Really, <laughs> stab me. That's when you know. That's when you know you really fucked your life up. Is when you die and you're like, literally, he was on Saved by the Bell, right? You don't even fucking trend on Twitter. <laughs> like that's when you know you've been exiled by the globe. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to you want to put over? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Listen to "I Love You, Mana." Um, follow me on uh Instagram and uh TikTok and Twitter at Just Mike Lester. Uh, I put up content pretty regularly. Uh, most of them are me in this weird filter lately, where I'm talking about tripping on whitening strips. So <laughs> I'll probably be institutionalized by June. I'm guessing if I can't do stand up soon but no everything's good join the i love you man a discord um you know be good uh drink drink water you know because because we're not gonna have that for long i'm guessing so you know just really relish that uh but yeah just socials at just mike lester if you want to um see some old headshots and an old reel go to mikelesterhumor.com um, but yeah, it was, I had a, I had a fucking blast, dude. I, I, w- I want to say this. Um, I think the, <clears throat> what you were saying, the water's going to be the currency. I think the major currency is time and effort. So yeah. the fact that you've spent some of that currency on hanging out with me and uh, anybody, anybody listening, thank you so much for your effort. Thank you for your time. Yeah. It's your first time listening to evolving with Corey Castle, please feel free to go back and check out the other 214 other episodes. Yeah. Also, you know, hit that subscribe button so you get a new episode every Monday. And uh, you know, tell all the people that you love that you love them. And uh yeah. don't be a shithead. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Yep. Keep evolving. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, dude.